So I remember that's when it started. She started making customized bras for me with my name on it and my dad's calligraphy. So that's how it started. Then people were like, oh, I love this customized stuff. Can you make it for us? So I started doing it on a larger scale for people, but it was very like customized. So it just takes so much time and effort Mm -hmm. to put names and design and everything. It's and I mean, how much is a sports bra? We were selling them, I think, for 20 or 25 dinars at the time. Okay, which is a lot for a sports bra, I think. But like Nike sell their normal with no design, no name, nothing for that much. So then later when she graduated, I was, it was expensive because it's made in Bahrain. If it was said, it said made in Paris, it would have been a big people. It was made. It was actually made in London. Or made in London <laughs> on it. And consumers don't really look at it. Like, no. Oh, of course, Listen, we do have this whole. Um, uh, just a disclaimer: our stuff is not made in Bahrain. We don't have factories here. Our stuff is made in China. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, but people just don't appreciate. Like someone will drop hundreds of dinars at lululemon and they're like it's lulu it's lulu and i'm like our stuff is just as good and i have had people who wear our leggings and they're like oh the material's as soft as lululemon the design is actually much better and it lasts longer mm-hmm. and it's like mm, yeah but yet it's there's always that hesitation to pay for our stuff but for lulu or anybody else with a white designer name They'll drop that cash. Do you think it's the white designer name or it's because of the geolocation and the association of the brand? Like if you if you got like an athlete from, I don't know, like New Zealand Masters or whatever to come and do like a product shoot with you, do you think the association with them today? Probably. Maybe? I don't I, I don't know. We haven't <laughs> listen, a lot a lot of your suggestions I haven't like considered. haven't considered, but at the same time like we're also at a small scale. As much as I want to make it seem like we talk a big game, we are a small business and our reach isn't that big. That's so, yeah, I mean, that's a conversation you need to have with Hindu I mean, more than with me. <laughs> that's, I mean, I don't see really another option. I, mean, I, as, as you said, a, a small, a small slice out of a huge pie is better than a, than a whole cake, a whole cake out of a sorry. small. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you. On that one. It's always better to have something. Okay. It's always better to cool. have something of something than 100% of nothing. Yeah, true. Yeah. True. I agree. I agree. I don't know. I, I think your brand is really interesting. I saw, I saw some of um, the, the calligraphy and I thought, wow, that's really, really unique. Um, it's it's an interesting USP. It has like a nice heritage with your dad's like calligraphy. Yeah. It has like that. that it has that. Like, it has a soul. Our stuff has a soul. It's not like when, oh, that's lovely. Um, And also what we, we, what we project, we project healthy living. If you see me and my sister, we're not size zeros, you know, we're, this is another thing I want to to tell you right now. So whatever we do with the the podcast, we edit and then we give you a chance to listen. You can tell us whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Do you, do you really need to have plus size models? Yes. You think so? Yeah, because we make the full range, right? Sure. So we go from double X small sure. to double X large. Sure. I I believe that if you are starting your fitness journey uh-huh. 
And let's say you're double X large and you want to go to the gym, what, you have to look like a slob? You have to look bad? No, you I have to look nice, right? But the reason why Nike uses like, like those models is to associate their brand with like fitness. It's, it's with the dream of owning that product will make you fit. Do you get what I'm saying? Oh. That's the reason. Like, if we look up, I don't know. Nike, no. Uh, For us, we want people to feel comfortable with their bodies. Let's see if they use any plus-size models. I might be wrong. I mean, now everyone uses plus-size models. It's, like, not even... I might be wrong. Can you go on their website and see what's, what's on, what's on direct, directly on their, on their nikeyoga.com? There you go. Where, yeah, whatever. Nike. Yoga. I mean, this is your competitor. I assume you, in your head is, is Nike. I'm assuming. I don't know. Put whatever country. USA. Put USA. You'll definitely find plus size there. United States. Next. There you go. <coughs> okay. So far now. Women and then yoga. Put pants. Let's go yoga. Let's go broader definition. Let's see. Mm. I think that's pretty much it. There. I can't believe it. You're right. They had one. They had one. They will. They will have. Ooh. It's it's normal nowadays. Even if you look at our website, there. What about Lululemon? Lululemon for sure will have, even actually when I went to the States, um, the staff themselves were plus size. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, that's the same journey. I mean, come on. No, that that's not work. true. Now, before, you would not find someone plus size working at a sports store. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, lived, I lived in the States. I've been there. What year though? I'm talking like uh, early 2000s. No way. No way you'd find a plus size You're person right. working. You're right. There will always be plus size you know because what? this is what's trending right now. I, I, as a fat guy, I don't like seeing fat people uh, in marketing. Oh. I don't like it. I don't like it. Okay, so... I, I can comment it. So, I, listen, listen. Black, I can tell, I can no, no, it's okay. And I'm, I'll, I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. I, I'll tell you why I like to have it, okay? Um, can you go on our website and click on, like... Stories. Okay, now, can you scroll through the photos? Uh, no, go up, go up. Can you scroll? Like, are there other options? Let's see. Okay, so I will tell you why, the reason why we have two options. All right, so for me as a consumer, I am an online shopper. I am big on online shopping. I don't actually shop retail. I do not go into the mall. I always look at the photos. So I look at the model, if she's skinny and perfect, of course the garment's gonna look good on her. But if the the model kind of looks looks like me or has a little bit of thing, uh, a little bit of rolls and a little bit of fat, yeah. Uh, for me, I like I like to see it because when I see it on her, I'm like, okay, I can imagine how I would look when I'm buying it. So that's why. I like to have a variety. So I know you don't like to see um, thicker girls uh, marketing or guys. <laughs> or guys marketing things. And I understand where you're coming from. I think that's normalized. 
I hate that it's normalized. And, it, and that's, that's, your, thing, yeah. that's, that's your opinion, and it's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. Um, I mean, I there... Mean, do, do you, like, I mean, again, we can cut this part out, if you're uncomfortable with it, but yeah. just as a genuine question, are you really okay with normalizing obesity? I'm not normalizing obesity. I'm you are. I'll, no, no. I'm general, the no. The, I, I think that people need to chill on hating on obese people. So I will tell you why. My sister-in-law was 120 kilos, okay? I will tell you the way she was treated at work, the way people would treat her socially. It was disgusting. Like, it makes me angry. Even though I've, I've never been fat, by the way. I'm I'm an athlete through and through, I've, and I'm actually quite critical about my body. So I don't allow myself to gain weight. Mm -hmm. I, I watch my food. Even if I gain one or two kilos, I am like on a strict regimen. I start weighing my food. I start upping my workout. Mm -hmm. Is is that an eating disorder? Probably. I wouldn't say so. No. I mean, but like it's something where I am highly aware of my weight. And I come from a generation where your weight is your worth. And the fact that now I see these Gen Zers that are like, I love myself, I love my body, and yeah, I'm obese, I'm gonna wear whatever I want. Mm -hmm. I love it because it, liber it liberates us because I used to spend so many hours stressing on will I be thin for this event or, you know what I mean? And then when I see people not focusing on that, and I agree, the health aspect, yes, if you're morbidly obese, you're mostly, you're most likely going to be unhealthy. Yes, it's true. But are they struggling with their weight? 1000%. She was struggling with her weight. She got a personal trainer. She went on all these diets. I remember she used to smell bread and then put it back. It was so hard to watch. Now, what she ended up doing was cutting her stomach open, doing a sleeve surgery, mm -hmm. and then finally she was thin again. Mm -hmm. And like people treated her like a human being. Mm -hmm. But why can't we just treat people like human beings regardless of their weight? Mm -hmm. What does it, do you treat someone badly if they're very, very thin and they look sick? No. And they're I sick like too. To but, <laughs> but they're, by the way, I've seen people with eating disorders where they just look like skeletons, like bones are just coming out there. You could tell because here it like protrudes their skin, like it's so gross and you could see it. And, and people don't say anything to them. They're like, oh my God, you look great. You, you've lost so much weight. And I'm like, dude, the girl is anorexic. She's dying. Her internal organs are probably eating themselves because you're starving yourself. So, I mean, both extremes are bad, but the thin person doesn't get abused, just the fat person. And you think to yourself, I mean, I why? See, I don't think, why? I, why do they deserve to be abused? I, I think the, the fat person, we often associate with a lack of self-control. And it's, it's also abundance of half, right? I mean, you can go back. What is the, can you look it up then? What is the population of obesity right now percentage-wise in Saudi Arabia? I think it's close to 40%. We can get because, into the topic, we can get out of this topic. Because but we don't move. I think it's not just we don't move, I think it's a larger issue. Where It's the food. Almost 30%, that's crazy. That's really sad.
Listen, I, I feel sad. Like when I see parents with kids that are really fat, I do get upset. I'm not like, oh, love yourself, love your body. Because I know the parents are, mo they're not monitoring what the kids are eating. And it makes me sad because we have the highest metabolism when we're young. So if your kid is fat at 10 or eight or six or seven, you fucked up as a parent. Well, I agree with that. I, I would take it even a step further because I don't believe under the age of, let's say, I don't know, 16, 15. Your metabolism's high. No, no, can you, can, can you blame the child for being fat? No, it's the can parents' fault. It? It's the parents' fault, 100%. I agree. I blame the parents. I agree, I'm with you 100%, but there's so many parents that I know who, who, who would say like, oh, you know, Khadi, uh, uh, not Khadi, I mean, the cousin, but mm. the son is, the daughter is fat and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And I'm like, well, it's your fault. It is their fault. Like, yeah. I, I, like, like, I am so unapologetic about it because I'm just like, go and do something. So I'm a parent that's very active. My, my daughter actually thinks all parents do what I do. I take her rock climbing. We go rock climbing together. I'm not like I'm watching my daughter rock climb. I go ice skating. We go ice skating together. We're constantly moving. That's nice. Oh, are you going to do worry, that? I'm going to trip it again? Yeah. Well, if I do, then Akash can fill that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just don't break the glass, okay? It's going to be very difficult to clean. Well, that's true. Um, so for me, you as a parent, you can't tell your kid to lose weight and eat healthy if you don't interject the same type of, um, like you have to have this type of healthy lifestyle. Like I can't tell my kid, you can't have crisps, you can't have chocolate, but here I have a, like an abundance of it. And or keep it in the I'm constantly, so for me, like, so <laughs> I'll tell you how I grew up. I grew up, uh, my mom and dad had zero rules. Zero. The only thing I would say my mom did not bring for us. Yeah, yeah. Like we didn't have a curfew. We didn't. We didn't have nothing. Mm. Fuck all. <laughs> Bleep. Um, my dad is super cool, and so was my mom. My dad always bought chocolates and chips. Now there was no. Um, there was no like you can't have crisps. You can't have. It's wow. it's very laissez faire in my family. It's you do what pleases you. Mm. What I loved about it is it taught me self-discipline because it was there and I was like not excited over it. Mm. I didn't have to finish it, but I realized some of my friends that were deprived of it, when they came to my house, they were like, oh, oh, the, and then they used to eat it so much. So I don't know. It's like how it's glamorizing food. So I always tell people, like I never tell Layla, Ooh, let's treat ourselves. Let's go have some ice cream. It's a treat. We've been so good. Like we're not dogs. We don't reward ourselves with treats. Okay. Dogs get rewarded with treats. Humans shouldn't be rewarded. Like you shouldn't be like, treat yourself. You know what I mean? That, that type. So I've associated food with, I need to eat. Is it nutritious? I'm going to eat it. Sometimes I do want to have a burger. You know, like, but in general, same with my daughter, we don't crave junk. But do you eat out a lot or do you cook? No, home? I cook. So that's a big difference. I, I make, I make very sure that my daughter eats all types of cuisines. Um, 
if we go to an Indian restaurant, she eats Indian food. If we go to an Italian restaurant, she eats Italian. If we go to a French restaurant, she'll eat French. We have made sure that she just eats it. And if she doesn't like it, she doesn't have to consume it. But chicken nuggets and French fries is not the second option. Sure. She'll just have whatever's in the restaurant. Now, I cook food that's home-based, mostly vegetables, mostly uh, proteins and rice. Okay. So I am, my mom is Persian. Okay. So I make a lot of different Persian cuisines. I make everything. So for me as well, even for her lunchbox, I don't make her a cold cut sandwich with a cheese and a turkey slice. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so basic. <laughs> I like that. And it's actually bad for you. If you think about it, the bread is white bread. The cheese is processed and the turkey is processed. So what is my daughter gaining out of it? Nothing. For lunch and back in Saudi, yeah, I used to just take that every Yeah. Every so my mom, my mom, my mom used to do that turkey, cold cut, mustard. Uh, this was her being like healthy. Mm -hmm. She used to put mustard, not mayo, because mayo is fattening. Mm -hmm. And a, a bag of crisps and a fruit, like a, a like a, a one KD, one apple and one KDD juice, which actually gave me acidity growing up uh, because it was orange, horrible. Um, I don't do that with my daughter. I do sushi, sometimes I do sushi rolls for her. Uh, I use smoked salmon instead of raw salmon with avocado, rice, seaweed. She has that. Um, I actually pack her malukhiya. I, I pack her like an actual hot meal with rice, Mulukhiya, there's chicken in it. I'd make her a chicken shawarma. It's homemade shawarma. It's not like I buy it from Burgerland and put it in her. So I make it hot. I put all the ingredients that I want her to consume. So for me, uh, if you see her, she has a very athletic physique. Mm. But that's because I make sure that everything that goes into her body is good quality. Yes. Does she have chocolate on occasion? Yes. Is she influenced by the people? I mean, she didn't even like eating chicken nuggets until she started going to kids' birthday parties where she was like, oh, there's like a hype towards this. I gotta love it. And she started eating it and then it became a thing. But we stopped making it an option. Sure. So fried food, like with children, I've realized it's like, ah, let's just give them pasta. Let's give them fried chicken. Let's give them French fries. Like that's easy. Pizza. There's actually zero nutritional value to any of these things. So for me, I'd rather they have a protein and rice <laughs> in a curry. And yes, I cook the curry and rice and oil and everything, but at least it's, it's healthy. I mean, I think it's healthy. I'm not doing like carb counting or like grills. Look, when I'm trying to cut back, like when I'm trying to like, compete. I don't compete, like I don't do any body, uh, like no, bodybuilding, but in triathlon, I actually eat properly because I'm burning like over 2000 calories a day. Mm -hmm. But when I'm trying to look good for a photo shoot or something where I'm trying to get more ripped or I'm trying to, I'm going on holiday where I'm wearing a bikini and I'm half naked. Obviously I do weigh my food. Mm -hmm. I do. I do macros and stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with macros. Yeah. I, I mean, I do it because I don't want to do it as a lifestyle, but I do it for like two weeks, three weeks, just to shed the extra pounds. Because for me, I exercise so much. Like, 
I can only do so much exercise, then I have to watch my food. And do you believe in stuff like the caveman diet and stuff like that? What? I, so for me, I don't believe in any diets. I kind of just, I don't know what caveman, I don't understand what caveman diet is. So basically, I, I tend to eat rice. I'm a big rice eater. I actually, uh, I'm, I'm not a big bread eater, but I do eat rice on a daily basis. The reason I bring this up is because of grain, that's why facial structure has changed. Really? If you look at indigenous like, uh, uh, civilizations or indigenous uh, countries, you can see that people's faces are more rounded. Mm, interesting. Because they don't eat grain. And that's why horses' faces, for example, are elongated. Oh. It's because of the, the grain inside. And that's why, if you, if, if, especially men and women these days, especially in this generation, their, their jaw has, has gone steadily more forward. My, my jaw's quite tiny. I have like the weakest jaw. And that's why your teeth are pulling inwards, which is, which is putting pressure on your, on your breath. That's why so many people have snoring issues. Oh, I definitely it's, snore. It's, su it's super interesting, isn't it? That's super interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's like a there's like this whole like weird dentist movement where they're putting like braces but on the reverse. Yeah. Opening, opening, opening the, jaw. the jawline. Yeah. It actually helps you breathe. Uh, I met a dentist that was telling me lots of people bring the jaw in, mm -hmm. and actually you need to bring the jaw out mm -hmm. so that you can breathe because bringing it in actually causes sleep apnea because exactly. it stops you from breathing. It's it's fascinating. Very fascinating. On how that whole like health industry has affected us in a long duration. Interesting. What, what, what kind of person are you? Like, what, what, what's your diet like? Um, ideally, if I'm not working like crazy hours, it is mostly meats and fruits. Okay, so you are caveman diet. Yeah, it's not that I'm caveman diet. I mean, I like rice, of course, but I don't like fries. I hate vegetables. I don't believe in vegetables. Oh, you don't like vegetables? I'm the lettuce queen, if you haven't heard. Because evolutionary, from an evolutionary biology perspective, Vegetables are not the parts that the plant wants you to eat. Like, Why? Because, because the plant wants you to eat the, the, the fruit, which has the seeds in it, which mm. helps it to procreate. Yeah, it so you can like poop it out. Seeds, right? <laughs> that's that's, that's the, the plant. <laughs> that's nature telling you. Yeah, yeah. I find it really interesting, especially with veganism, because they, they always have this weird mentality of saying stuff like, oh, you know, the world is full of vegetables and fruits. And I'm like, no, not really. Only about 2% of the entire vegetation on the planet is edible for human beings. Other is just decor. 98 will either give you stomach sickness or you will die. It will be one of those two. Dead. Yeah. It's like the mushrooms. Like how, I think it's, can you look up how much, how many mushrooms are actually edible for human beings? I think it's less than, than 30%. Like, oh, okay. That's not bad. 30% is not bad. Yeah. Less so. than? What's the edible proportions of mushrooms? Sorry about that. Check. Yeah. There are only 300,000 mushrooms. Some highly toxic. Only 300 that are edible. By the way, it's around like 1%. Exactly. Doesn't that like put your whole worldview and shifts it? I don't know. I like to eat everything. I don't like to limit my food. I love eating lamb. Okay. I also love eating lettuce. I just, I'm a person that, like I can't, I can't, um, I can't identify with the vegans. It's very hard for me because my husband already knows. Like whenever we go to a restaurant, 
he's like, I already know what you're going to order. Some raw fish for an appetizer and then anything that's slow cooked. So if it's a slow cooked lamb, you're definitely getting it or steak. So I'm just, I'm a very, so I love cooking. So I love uh, making lamb in the oven. Oh, you don't, you don't have a smoker? No, I don't. But I... I, I don't I, I don't know how to smoke a lamb, but I, I put it in the oven for like six, seven hours and then I eat it and it just like melts. Or I have um I have a pressure cooker mm. for my other stuff, mm. for my Persian my okay. Persian uh, stews, the the food like the meat just melts off the bone. Can you type in smoker and then lamb? And then let's just, see. Let's just see the pictures. I wanna see what a smoker looks like. Mm. Oh. Oh. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the second picture. Can I right. see it? Second picture on the right. That looks so nice. Yeah, I don't I don't have a smoker. Second, second Are they the right. outdoor things? Yeah, they're not that expensive. You mean a grill or a no, smoker? No, 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 it's see. a I don't know it. So you put wood in it? Usually it's wood, but it can vary. And then you it's very low temperature and the meat just gets cooked by the smoke from the wood. Rather than the heat, and it takes like oh. hours. It's like is it like a twenty-four hour thing? More like a ten to fifteen hour thing, mm. but it's just like all that smoke flavor gets captured in the meat. It's just beautiful. I think Manazel might sell this, because I know they sell their mesquite. Have you been to the, to the smokehouse here next door? No. They just opened a new restaurant right next door that they in Water smoke. Garden. No, 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 no. Where? Uh, Here? Dad, do you know what the restaurant's called? El what? Yeah, yeah, El Balcon. Oh, my sister told me the food was so good. She was like, so, so she was like, we had lamb that just melted off the bone. She was like, you need to go. It's, it's you need to go. Oh, my God, I'm going to go. It's 14 BD. And all you can eat or something. Not all you can eat, but the sides come in or something exactly. like that. The sides are free. You buy by 100 grams, which is oh. And it's like 14 BD. I think I paid and it was enough for three people. Oh, like, lovely. I actually remember taking some home because I was struggling. Oh, that sounds that sounds delicious. That's gonna be my next. Uh, thanks, thanks for confirming my <laughs> my sister. Because my sister was like, Dana, you love slow cooked lamb. This is your jam. <laughs> she was like, you need to go there. It's so good. It's so so good. But well, you can't get good beef here in Bahrain. That's one of the biggest issues. I know the states is like known for killing animals. We don't do it right. <laughs> We don't have grades. That's our issue here. It's a hit and a miss. Like I make kebab all the time. Ground beef, it's like, I don't know what I'm going to get. But where do you buy your beef though? I buy it from uh, Carrefour, from Lulu, anywhere, Yanni. Al Usra. Where do you go? Do you go to the Gassab around the corner? No, fuck all that. I go to Al Usra. And especially Al Usra locations will have different grades of beef. Yeah, you ask them for like the USDA one and you tell them to mince it. Kobe? Kobe, they have great eights. But you wouldn't want to mince that. You, you want to have that a, as steak. a steak. Yeah. But I would reverse convection it. What's that? So that's when you, you, you put your oven at 80 degrees. And you just leave it? And you just leave it in. Mm. And then you just let it, it take about anywhere between half an hour, depending on how, how thick the meat is, up to two hours. And you keep checking what the temperature is. The moment it hits 43 degrees, you take it out, put it on a pan, a little butter. Mm. Garlic, have you ever sous vide? Yes. So my uh, my uh, our head of hedge funds used to sous vide things, 
and everything would come out to perfection. And he could cook for like a hundred people. Yeah. I mean, not a hundred, but I'm exaggerating. He only cooked for 10 people, but we'd all have like the perfect temperature of, but by the way, you can, I think you can buy from fine foods as well. I used to buy my Wagyu from there, okay. not Kobe, but Wagyu. Okay. Because you'd buy the whole ribeye. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's nice because like if uh, the you uh, like the Australian dollar was low, it would just cost less exactly. if it would go up. Yes, so, exactly. But the whole thing, mm -hmm. which I think would give you 16, 16, like thick steaks, it's like 250 dinars. It's so cheap. I mean, if you go to Meatco, you're paying 60 dinars for like 200 grams. Hey, listen, I'm 100% with you. I'm, I'm, you're, 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 you're preaching to the choir. I know. First the lady, Cash. Always both okay. at the same time. Equal rights. Yeah. Female power. Everyone says that. Cash, don't that. worry about it. You don't need to be a gentleman. Every, yeah, exactly. I'm a strong, independent woman. <laughs> not really. Do you, do you believe in that equal rights stuff? I do not practice equal rights. Like, you would you in, want everything to be equal? I will tell you something. In my marriage, I do not believe. Uh, I do not practice it. So I'm just, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I am a wife to my husband. Um, when we did you practice. Such an yeah. Way. So, so I like, it's just, I, I'll tell you, because when I first got married, I got married 14 years ago. You were probably just oh. born. Um, but <laughs> I'm just joking. You were just graduating from high school. <laughs> Anyways, your Halulu's age, we're eight years apart. Um, but basically, him and I were very like equal, you know, where we kind of split everything, like everything was kind of split half and half and we both had to chip in and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest with you, not for me. I am very, very like old school where I like to be taken care of. I like the roles to be defined. So in my marriage, my role with my husband is defined. I'm the wife. I take care of him and the household and my daughter. His job is to take care of everyone. No, the household and and the family members but it's it's weird because it makes it just it makes life easier for me because i know my role and he knows his role and it just makes life so much easier i commend the women that work and they are also people that chip in and help in their household i was that person it's not a life that I enjoyed. I prefer being a housewife. I am a business owner. I am an influencer. I am making money in different channels, but a nine to five job was not for me. There's a difference when you talk about stuff from the macro and the micro perspective. Right? Thank you. On an individual space, I believe people's freedom should be to the extent of becoming tyranny to another. Mm -hmm. Right? It doesn't matter to me if you're a woman or a man 
or whatever you want to identify yourself, if you're the best in the position to do whatever, then you get the job. Yeah. Right? I don't think that there makes a sense to discriminate people at a larger scale. Exactly. Right? We can agree on both of us. I think right now what I'm what I'm seeing with, with because I get to look this is I get a very unique position is that I get to look from outside in. Mm-hmm. And I, I see a lot of women being being told, hey, you know what? You can you can have career life and you can be very successful in a career and that's fine. But I don't think you can have both. Not because it's you can't, I'm saying realistically you I'll, don't have the time. So I'll tell you I'll tell you um I'll give you an example of my life. I would say in 2018, 2017, I was working full time at a bank. I was also doing cycling bees as well as let us run and true active. So think I had, I had uh, three. It, so the two nonprofits, which is to encourage women to like run. And I put so many hours into that as well as I was working a nine to five as well as I had my daughter. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was drowning, mm. uh, and um, I resented my husband for it. I did because I felt I'm working, I'm chipping in with everything, and I'm doing everything else. So what happens with a woman is she ends up doing everything. So not only is she working, she's also helping with the household. She's cooking. So what happened with women's rights they ended up screwing women because we ended up getting more responsibilities less pay and less appreciation so a man a man is not gonna be like hmm, i'm gonna go buy the groceries today and i'm gonna cook for the family no 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 it's the same exact responsibilities just tack on a nine to five job and you help pay the bills. Well, the guy will come and, and just buy from KFC or whatever food. And the guy will doesn't care. Like he's just gonna order whatever garbage is on Talabat at the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that and um, even the play dates. What man is gonna be like? Oh, let me set up a play date for my child. Or you know what, wife, let me take the kid to the birthday party, and sit with all the other moms. No, they don't. So this is what ends up happening with women. They end up working full time. They're also responsible for the whole household. They're also financially kind of helping in as well. And they're responsible for all the other activities. Then they're just up to here and they're just exhausted. But this, is, this comes back to our parent generation. I don't want to put blame on them per se, but, but the emphasis on women to, to, to hey, you know what, you need to earn your own keep. Has led to a generation where where women are. I mean, all the power to you. You want to be an engineer. You want to be a doctor. You want to work that. That's all fine. But but it's. I mean, the data shows. I mean, the data shows that if you look at antidepressants prescriptions, it's overwhelmingly prescribed for women, not men. So I mean, clearly people are unhappy. So <laughs> so my my thing is yes, women. I do believe that women should have financial independence. I think it's great. And it gives them a backbone. And that's why I think we have a higher divorce rate because they're like, the guy is being mean to them. She's like, fuck it, I can leave. But, but men also need to step up their game. 
Like they do need to show up to things. They need to be somewhat responsible for things. If your wife is working full time, fucking read the kid's schedule. Know what the teacher looks like. Go to these events, help with the birthdays. She can't be everything. She's not an octopus and she can't morph herself into other people. Would you say that same statement to your dad or your grandfather? My dad, um, you know what I mean? no, I, and I, but my dad told my mom from day one, sit your ass at home. I will take care of you financially and you take care of everything else. I will take care of the money. And this is how the, the roles were before. That's all I'm saying. But, but if the guy doesn't treat her well, unfortunately, our rules are great. You're getting a divorce. You don't get anything. No, that's not true. They that is true. No, 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 or whatever. They don't give shit. And you know it. I know it. We all know it. We're not the UK where people get 50% of the husband's salary. They don't give anything here. If a woman gets a divorce, she has no rights to nothing. Only whatever was in her name. And that's it. So then... If the man is like being mean to her or is abusing her or whatever, and she doesn't have a salary, she, and so it's like a, it's, it's a double-sided sword. So it's like, you were lucky if you had like a good man and you were unlucky if you had a bad man. Do you know what I mean? By the way, if we're talking about abuse, you know that it's, it's swinging down to women rather than men. What do you mean? Like women are abusive to their men? 52%. In Bahrain? Statistically. Okay. Statistically, like around the world? more likely but at this moment. but do you know why because we're making our own money i think that like we, we're we've, we've gone in some weird path because we've had five thousand years of human civilization where things kind of was like our grand like our parents and grandparents situation right yeah it's only the last to one or two generations where things have changed. Yes. Right? And, yeah. And men and women have only worked together in the workplace for the last 40 years. Yeah. Right? And the, so this whole territory is like really uncharted. This, it is definitely uncharted. So I, I don't know. I mean... Like, Look, I, I am super old school. My mindset, I'm not saying women that go to work are horrible and they're not good parents. Actually, I feel like they work... It's so much harder for them because I feel... Some stay-at-home moms actually take advantage, like they take what they have for granted. And I, I end up seeing a generation of children that are raised by housekeepers yeah, and yeah, dropped off yeah, by drivers. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really sad to see. But for me, I felt more at ease and I would say I am at my happiest knowing that this is my job description for my family i have a jd i when when i was working my jd was miscellaneous it was like anything that was thrown at me was my jd and i i couldn't i couldn't last and at some point i knew like it's this was gonna be what broke the camel's back so obviously uh, i'm like a family person so i just got to keep the family intact so i had to take a step back i had to you know 
I had to choose. So I chose my daughter. And honestly, it's... Uh, Looking back on now. I, so I'll tell you what made me quit my job. Um, I was working like all the time. On top of that, you know, I had all my stuff and I got pregnant and then I ended up getting a miscarriage. And that's when I was like, like, I was like, shit, this is my only kid. Like there is a chance that I might not get pregnant again and again and again. So I was like, I only have one kid. Why am I wasting it at work when I could be spending it with her? And that's really what made me quit my job because I was just like, this is it for me. And I, I, and unfortunately I was not fortunate to get pregnant again. I did have several miscarriages after that. And and it's sad, but at the same time, it kind of made me realize what was important. And I just went, no, I'm not doing any of that hormone stuff. You know, I'm I'm not into it. I'm I don't like injecting anything into my body. No, 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 I'm no. very like. I have a friend of mine uh, who went through a similar situation as you. Mm. They've been trying to get pregnant. Don't even have a kid, but been trying to get pregnant yeah. for almost like five or six years. Yeah. They tested everything from the dye sperm onto the woman's like mm. uh, uterus and eggs. Mm-hmm. And what it turned out, and I'm, uh, this is like as genuine as I can be, it turned out that it was actually their uh, their their uh, nail polish. What? Yes, I swear to God. You, you, I, I, I swear to God. Which fertility? Pl- what nail polish is she using? I don't know what the hell she For the rest using. of her life, the same know. brand? She, she said, that they said it was an accumulation of poison. This is, I mean, I remember having this Interesting. And, and she said that after like six months, of, she didn't have her nails done. And I think she changed also her diet a little bit. Uh, Interesting. After six years. I, I, I don't know what, like... I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's great. It's just I, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like I've, I've made that decision that we're only having one kid, so we're good. But um, well, you know, it's, oh, there, there's a saying, right? If you want, if you want to make God laugh, tell your plans. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So for me, I'm just like I'm quite content. But that's that brings me back to you know, it's it's a decision to be made. And some people do want to have a career and I respect that because it's a lot more work. Um, But also staying at home is a lot of work. So it's not like anyone is lesser of the other. That's how I feel. I mean, we're both in the same generation, but for for the kind of topics I hear a lot in the West from my Western friends Mm -hmm. is, especially a lot of the girls who are in their thirties, they're kind of like waking up to the fact that they are not able to find guys of their age group. Mm-hmm. Because a guy with 33 is going to date a 26 year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, they're not like looking out for like a 33 year old who's the same fucking like uh, 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 age or maybe potentially higher position than him. That's They're not interested in that. Mm-hmm. Right? And so they, I hear them a lot of times complaining, complaining about saying like the only guys they're getting are like either divorced dads who are like in their 40s. Right or or sometimes even as high as their fifties, and you know. Listen, the Sorry, listen. Man, I'm, I mean, this is your decision. I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. The pool here is like really slim. For, so forget Bahrain. They're talking about London. Yeah, I'm I'm talking here about it. It's the same. So it's it's the same. It's actually it's it's difficult. I I can't 
I can't relate because I got married when I was 25. Mm. So I just... Do you look back on it and think, thank God I got married at 25? I do tell my husband, thank God I, I got married so young. I just feel like now that I'm older, I'm kind of set in my ways and I don't think I would want to... I, I don't think I would compromise if career-wise I'm doing well and everything is going well for me. I feel... I just feel like when you're in your 20s, you're more likely to compromise on things that you would definitely not compromise in your in your 30s or your 40s. Even career-wise. A lot of things. A lot of things. At 18, you're very happy to give up your dream of 40,000 pounds. I mean, forget, like, I, I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like our hormones or our brains are just dumb, but like, when you're in your 20s, like you fall in love. Like, I don't know how to explain it to you. Like your whole heart like falls in love. But as you get older, I feel like you get heartbroken. So you become more and more jaded that when you do meet someone, you're not like, oh, I'm madly in love. You're like, oh yeah, we get along. We have yeah, similar, yeah, 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 we have yeah, similar yeah. likes. Yeah, let's, let's tie the knot. Let's start a family. Yeah. It's not this whirlwind. It becomes jaded as you get older. Yeah, like it, it does. Like even now when I like, I just, I don't know. I'm so, I don't know if it's because I'm an Aquarian and I'm just like, not a, I'm not very emotional. Let's just put it that way. Like I do feel emotions. I do get upset, but I'm not like, oh, you know, I'm just like, why are so many people into star signs? Why? I'm not, I'm not into star signs. I, I swear to God, <laughs> I will not ask you what time you were born on what day. Uh, I don't know. I don't know nothing. I just, I just know that like Aquarians are just not emotional, which is the truth. That's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like an attribute, attribute base that you read in the description and that's the one that fit you and you were like, yes. You're like, yep, that's me. It's like if we, if we like, if I would say, oh, you know what? I get the vibe that you like doing out, but at the same time, you're also like sitting at home once in a while. You're like, yeah. Like, wow. I love sitting at home. Exactly. And cold. going out. It's just cold reading. It's just nonsense. <laughs> I love it when they're like, it, it, it's Mercury in retrograde. No, Nancy, you're just a bitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, you're just an asshole. It's not because Mercury's in retrograde. Nothing. <laughs> Oh, like Mercury and Mars. Listen, and then he was I like, can't. And then he was like, I stopped reading it because now I just follow my intuition. <laughs> oh, God. I can't. Like, for me, I just can't. Like, I sit with people and I'm just not going to name names, but she's probably watching. Uh, it's my sister. But this, like, she's so into this stuff. And I'm like, and she'll send me links. And I'm like, I can't watch this. It's so boring. So did your sister then follow the more independent route because she was the one who wanted to like open a business? And she's that. super independent. Like she's like, I don't need a man to make it happen. Okay. I do it being free, you know. And uh, do you worry about that fact? I'm I'm the opposite. I'm kind of like I do need a man. I love having a man in my life, and worried. and you know, it's just it's different. It's, so do you, do you, like, you're the older sister. Does it worry me? Of course. I want my daughter to have cousins. She's an only child on both sides of the family. Mm. Like, there are no other kids in our family. Oh, boy. 
What? Yeah, Is like even Hisham's uh, sister and brother don't have kids. Uh, my sisters both don't have kids. So yeah, her siblings are two dogs and a few cats <laughs> and a chinchilla. You do you. I drank mine first, like way faster than yours. We're like, cheers. Cheers, bitch. So cheers. cheers. Well, cheers with the with your the cigarette. cigarette. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I Look, you know, I just recently had a conversation with one of my mom's friends. Um, she's now in her 70s, never married. Ah, uh, living her best life. You think so? But she was telling me, like, listen, I'm retired. I wake up at 10, put on the TV, and I sit in the bed until 12. Oh. And then I get up to make lunch. Sounds like a dream. And then sit back. You say that, but she was just... Look, like, I'll tell you something. My great-grandma, sister is 90 something years old and she is in great health and she is she knows who you are and she ch chats with you yeah, but she's and you know what family. she has no kids no husband no worries and i think that is why she's still alive till today because some guy didn't suck the life out of her with drama what are you talking i'm just about? i'm joking hisham you are the most undramatic human and husband I've ever had, so I'm very lucky. <laughs> if anyone, if anyone <laughs> will live long, it will be me. Um, uh, but I'll tell you what it is. Um, with some of my friends who don't have kids or who are married who don't have kids or uh, people that are single, uh, eventually the pool all get married. And then it's just, it starts... Yeah, yeah, dwindling yeah, 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 yeah. but in hindsight the pool is now big like there are so many unmarried women that are totally fine with being unmarried and they're all together i would i would say only a handful of my friends are married the rest are all unmarried and quite is that like a woman you want though? quite happy and career driven and that's not like that's not like and I mean, do you know what I mean? I mean, not tempting you is is something, but it depends on what you want. Uh, it's not. Um, I don't know how to explain it to you, but for me, it's it just depends on the man himself. Like, what does a man want in in a woman, and what does a woman want in a man? Because nowadays, it, look. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you. The problem is, it's unfortunate. Like a lot of times, like we go to weddings and people are like. Why are you not married? Why are you not married? And it's not in her hand to get married. It's in the man's hand to propose. She could be in love with a man and date him for like 10 odd years. And if the man doesn't... But come on. That's but it's... Come no, on. no. I'm, I'm ex listen, I'm, ex I'm exaggerating. Listen, I'm, I'm exaggerating 10 years. But I'm just saying, a woman can't force a man, even if she loves him to death, she can't force him to marry her. He wants to, like, it's in his hands. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it to you. She has to, like, follow up on that as well, right? Yeah, but... She has to put the pressure on. She's like, you can't okay, have the, the... But I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. How, how would you like it? How would you like it if that's how you got proposed to? I, I feel like... I don't know, like... You don't think there's any truth with 
say, you know, why buy the cows when you get the milk for free? I think that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, it's so dumb and it bothers me so much to hear that. First of all, like, it's so nice to actually experience what a person's like with one another. If you're just going to go straight into getting married, and what if you guys are not compatible? Then what happens? Then, then you're fucked. You're then, stuck with then, them for life. Then why did it work out for so many of our previous generations? And why suddenly are we like so concerned about it? Because the previous generation of women didn't have jobs. They were taught to shut the fuck up and just be with the man that was given to them. I mean, and I it's know about your, no, your... no, no. You have to admit. You have to admit. We are living in that generation. If you're talking about the previous generations, this is what we were taught. Like a woman even if she's unhappy with her husband, have the children, put your head down, do what you're told and move on. No, I think that's a no, come. No, 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 it's not sexual at all. It's, it's exactly what was you're happening. Like you're, you're Women now I don't believe that for a second. I believe that your mom fucking told your dad you're going to be doing this and if you're not doing this then you're doing Oh that. no, my yeah. mom. My my mom didn't have a job. Yeah, so at the end, how do you know what she told my dad what to do? I'm telling you, that's how it usually No, works. no, it's not the case at all. Actually, if you don't have an income, if you don't have a backbone, you don't really can say anything to your husband. I'm just being honest with you. Really? Yes, so. yes, for sure. A lot. I, and I'm a woman and I deal with a lot of women who are married, where their husbands pay for everything. Trust me, some of them are like, I don't see the cheating. I don't see it because he pays the bills. He pays for the kids. He get, provides her a good life. And she's like, I don't care. Let him do whatever he wants. You think they're dumb? They play dumb. It's so, interesting. so for you to say like, oh, why buy the cow if you're getting the milk for free? It's bullshit. This generation's like gone. But at the same time, it's become more of a partnership than like, here, this is the person you're stuck with for the rest of your life. And divorce is becoming more normal. Before, I, I look, it's from case to case. If the person is not happy and she wants to get a divorce, it's great. If she is happy and she's get, you know what I mean? Like, there's a stigma to it, especially here. Like, there is a stigma. Even back in the day, they would rather be abused or be in an unhappy relationship and just deal because it's better than being called divorced. And trust me, a lot. And uh, I mean, you're not a woman, but there are a lot of women from older generations. They probably and they don't know any better. And the, I don't know, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it is. That's a great step. No, no. I will tell you. Back in the day, we were just a simpler time. Like people didn't go out. They didn't interact. Like they'd go to work. They'd come home. They'd eat. They'd hang out with the family. Now there's like so many dimensions. Like people go out and it's a different time. Like my dad and my mom's time, they would go to a restaurant on a very special occasion. It's not a daily thing. You don't think that was better? 
It is. Uh, it's different. It's just a different time. Let me, let me, I don't want to say it's better or worse because it's just different. Okay. Let me let me portray this data then. Uh, Dan, can you look up? Um, can you look up anxiety levels of today versus mental uh, asylum patients in the nineteen fifties? But you might have ah, anxiety. Verse search. I know, but what's happening is According now. To psychology today, the average high school kid today has the same level of anxiety as an average psychiatric patient in the 1950s. But back then, we we weren't very aware of mental health. Mental health has changed so much, and I mean, before people would be like, "Can you just undepress yourself?" Ninety percent of, of prescriptions uh, for for uh, bipolarism, uh, depression. Uh, it's because people health. are more aware of mental health issues now than they were back in the day. That's the problem of the psychologist or psychiatrist. I don't know who is the one that gives the prescriptions. So that's what I'm saying, right? I, I, I mean, in the larger fiction of all, far can you go wrong? I mean, it's, it's, this is one of my issues, right? Is that our, our ancestors weren't morons. They did things for a certain purpose, right? I think they were just busier. We had, we have so much free time now. Before everything was like done, we had to do everything back in the day. But that's well, that's what I'm saying. I think that there 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 was a rationality to their madness. I think hunting for your food is a fantastic practice. I don't believe that that a, I, I truly believe that every child should see a slaughterhouse. They should understand that uh, the meat that you're eating. Listen, you. Yeah, uh, you and your hunting, I don't know what not. Awesome. Listen, I'm going to put you on a fucking island. I'm going to release some goats and let's see how many you can catch and fucking hunt. I know, I'm okay with you killing it. Go catch the fucking goats, the wild goats. Yes, yeah. Let's see how long you'll fucking last. You'll be eating that lettuce twig and the freaking the freaking mushrooms that 38,000 of them you can't eat and you'll have diarrhea. Listen, we were happier because it was just, I'll tell you what it is. I will tell you what it is because I know exactly what it is. The reason why is because there's Instagram, there's social media. People are just sitting watching other people's lives and they're like, shit, they're having such a good life. Look at them living their best life. Oh, look at me. I'm poor. I'm, I'm sad. I'm fat. I'm this. I'm that. You know? So instead of looking at themselves, we're now looking at other people and we're like, why can't we have that? And it's just the greed. It's the greed. It's the desire. It's this. It's that. And before, who, who are you going to see? How will you see a multimillionaire? You won't see them because you're not in the billion dollar or million dollar club. You were from the Farij. As long as you're from the Farij, you had like a okay, yani a okay job that paid a salary and you had an okay house and you had good children that just did good grades. Like that's, that's what made people happy back then. But let's be honest with each other right now. Do you not believe if you ask your, your I mean, I'm not sure if your grandparents are still alive, but... Mm. They are still alive. If you ask them right now and say, hey, you know what, what do you think about the millionaires or stuff like that? I bet you they will say, they have no idea who they are. That's my point. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. It's just the ignorance is amazing. Because what's happening is just their day-to-days. That's what's concerning them. 
Okay. Nowadays, it's like, I want to be fashionable. I want to be cool. I want to be this. I want to be that. I mean, people contact me all the time. And they're like, how do you do it? How do you run every morning? I'm like, dude, it's very easy. It just fucking set your alarm. Get your ass up. Do your shit. So do you feel like you're adding to the problem by being an influencer? Do I make people feel bad about themselves? No, that's not what I'm asking. I'm saying, do you feel like you're adding to the problem? I don't say you're dead. Look, I'll tell you what it is. For me... Fill up the cash. Oh, yes. Fill it up. Fill it up. <laughs> Am I adding to the problem? I might be because people end up seeing... I'm living such a fun life. They you see... You the fun stuff. You're not posting the ones where you're having fights with your kids or with your husband. No, I do. I, I try to be real on my social media. Like... There are days where I look like ass and I post photos of myself looking bad. Like I'm not like a person that tries to portray like, look at me, I'm flawless. There's nothing wrong in my life. No, I'm actually quite real. Like I like people to know that this is just a human being on the other side of social media. But am I a well-oiled human being? Yes, I feel like I'm a machine. Um, I was explaining this to some of my lettuce runners. I was like, I accomplished so much in the day. I, I wake up in the morning, I run, I come back home, I prepare my daughter's lunchbox, I shower, I drop her off to school, then I have meetings, I have True Active, I have social media coverage, I hit the gym again, like I make lunch, and then, and then, and then. And, and so every second of my day is utilized. But that's because I'm an organized human being. Um, anybody can choose to be organized. Now, you want to sit and have coffee with your girlfriends right after drop-off for five hours, and then you complain, why are you gaining weight, and why are you unfit, and why are you, depressed all the time? Why are you sad? Um, I, I just always feel like these things are you problems. You know what? Me and you, I think, share more common ground than you think. Yeah, yeah, I, def, I'm a, definitely. I'm a big opponent, I'm, I'm a big opponent, not opponent, but I'm a big opponent of, of, of personal I, responsibility. I, I, love I, I love personal responsibility. Like I, I can totally, you are in charge of your happiness. Absolutely. I genuinely believe that. Like I can't be around people like, like I'm just gonna be happy when, you know, like, uh, I don't know something dude you make yourself happy you don't need someone else to make you happy you wake up in the morning you you decide what you want to do with your life you know what i mean no other people have you know what i mean like i've never i also don't have like mental health issues like i don't have anxiety i don't have depression i don't have these things uh there are times where i sit with people and i i want to relate to them i just I can't, and I tell them, like, I have friends that just tell me what they're dealing with. And I'm just like, I don't comprehend because I don't experience it. So I can't give you advice because I don't know what it's like. We are more similar than you believe. I, um, recently, I said that same thing, I think, to Dan a couple of weeks ago. I said, listen, when I have people come up to me with, with like, issues, I, 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 don't, I don't want them to come up with me with issues because I, I don't know the solutions to them. Yeah, I, I, I can't. But I accept that these are the issues that they're feeling. Like, I don't negate it. I'm not like, just be happy. Like, just don't have anxiety. No, I tell them that don't come to me with it. But, like, I, but I, 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 I don't know what to do. Like, I'll just listen. 
what I do is I just listen because that's what I can do. Okay. But I can't give advice. Um, another thing. You're a step further than I am because I can't do that shit. No, I listen. I listen because. Uh, no, these are my friends. I, I, I listen. I like to listen and I, I, I let them vent. I allow them to vent, which is okay. It's okay. So for some people, I don't mind people emotionally dumping on me. I'm okay with it. Um, I don't allow everyone to emotionally dump on me. That's not okay because that just takes away from my energy. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. I was going to say something. I think in a, in a larger picture of things, I, I think it's amazing that you have such a well-structured life and that you've allowed that structure to give you the level of happiness that you have. Yeah, yeah. I think it goes component hand in hand. And I think if, if you were like a messy you would not be A, in the position you are today, and B, you wouldn't be this happy. I think you'd have a lot more drama with your family in, in your, your work and your life. I, I completely agree with you on that one. That, that, yeah. Goes without saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can see it. You can see it. I'm, I'm genuinely a, a happy person, and I'm, I'm not a, a, a whingy person. I don't, I don't see things like, look, I complain. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't complain all the time. But if I see something wrong or if someone's doing something that irritates me, I will complain. But then why the whole influencer thing? Why add that to your time at all? So I'll tell you what happened. I am an accidental influencer. I didn't choose to be an influencer. I've always had an open account. Mm -hmm. I opened my Instagram account in 2012 or 2011. Mm -hmm. Um, Heluru was like in London. She was like, there's something called Instagram and you just post photos of yourself. And I was like, Ooh, I like this. Cause I like, I like Facebook. Cause I used to, I used to photo dump in Facebook all the time. That was like my iCloud. <laughs> that was where my photos all ended up because you know, you used to have them in hard drives and then your hard drive dies and then no photos from all these years. <laughs> we were very different animals. I can tell you that. Cause you're much younger than me. Um, eight, what eight years? Yeah, I didn't. I was old. I didn't know about these things. I don't know what iCloud was back in the day. I didn't start posting on social media until my until my early thirties. Oh, like you're missing out, dude. Dude, I live like I live for social media. Like I love Facebook. Like the concept, the concept of Facebook when they first introduced it to me because I got it like when I came back from college in 2006. I think I was a bit late on the Facebook um, thing, on the Facebook trend. Like I didn't know what it was and my sister set it up for me and I was like, oh, I love this. I love it. Um, so then when she told me, Halulu, by the way, is your age. So then she was like, oh, you have to get on Instagram. It's so cool. It's trending in London. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. So I was taking photos of myself, blah, blah, blah. What made me popular is the Insta stories. I didn't have Snapchat, like, so I used to do the Insta stories, the Insta stories of, uh, on Instagram. And people were like, oh, she's interesting. She says inappropriate shit all the time. And she wears inappropriate clothes and she's just running all the time and just living her life. Is she Bahraini? Cause Bahrainis are not allowed to be happy and live their life. No, they have to be oppressed. No, I'm just joking. They don't have That's to be oppressed. They have to be. They don't have to be oppressed. I'm just joking, but <laughs> but they were like, no, like I'm confused. 
and I remember like a lot of people are, and then just the popularity, I think around uh, 2017, 2018, I started getting more and more followers, more and more followers by Corona. I was like, I hit 10,000 and now I've like almost doubled up. Now, why do I influence? Because I make money. Hello. Life is all about the dineros. Surely you can do other things that would give you more dineros for less work. I do. By the way, it's not a lot of work. I mean. It's not a lot of work. I mean. Trust me. It's not a lot of work. I mean. for, for how much I make, for the hours that I put in, it's not a lot of work. So what, what would be your target, financially speaking, for you to be like, I'm happy with life at this level? I, I, I can't give you a dollar number because I'm happy at any level I get. No, I don't believe that for a second. I swear to you. I swear. You just said can I, dinero, so I, I do. I do. Listen, I get the money and I spend it. Like, yeah. I, I'm like zero. Uh, like, I'm, look, I will tell you something. I'm a person that is genuinely just happy with what I have. Such an oxymoron. That's such an oxymoron. I swear to you. I swear to you. No, but anyways, people ask me to do it, right? So instead of me saying no, I'm like, pay me. So they say, okay. It, it does, it just weeds out people because I get requests all the time. Like come do coverage, do coverage, do coverage. I used to do coverage for free back in the day. I used to show up to things. And my issue is I don't say no. That's my issue. Ask my sister, ask anyone, my friend. I will not say no. I am a yes person. Ask my daughter. My daughter is like, Dana, uh, mom, will you say no? I say no. I'm a yes person. I love saying yes. You want to cut things? Yes. You want to paint? Yes. You want to go out? Yes. You know, like I'm a yes girl. And I like saying yes because I experience life. So what kind of brands would you like to work with? Oh, I would. You said yes to anything. I love. So, so, so for me. Brands that I like to work with. Clothing, makeup. Uh, so I'm not a makeup person. So I would like clothing. I love clothing. Um, health and wellness. I love that stuff. Like spas and fitness. Spas and fitness. Um, just anything that's related to sports. I don't want to say sports clothes because I've got True Active. So it's like conflict of interest. But basically, I kind of work with everything because it's like the my influence is basically a mom who has a kid who does sports who is healthy who has like healthy mental health you know what i mean so it's all about like health and wellness and just being happy interesting. very interesting to take you back to like the point where i'm listening i'm Literally, I'm one of those people, like I can drive any car as long as I put the, AC on. this works and the AC works, we good. Like I, I'm not one of those people where I like, I'm embarrassed if I'm driving a cheaper car or I'm driving an expensive car, I feel better. Like I have zero feelings towards both. I'm also a person that like will wear non-branded clothes from top to bottom. I will wear non-branded bags because for me, I'm just the kind of person where I'm just like, the brands don't make me who I am. Yeah, but there's a reverse psychology involved with that. What is it? Like people who wear Gucci and stuff like that or people who don't like pretend they're Apple. 
but I'm not affluent. So why should I pretend? So Anna, for me, like I believe, and I've always said this to people, if I can't buy something cash three times, I'm not going to buy it. Okay. Okay. And um, I'd rather buy things that have some value. Like, for example, I like jewelry. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I can pass that on to my kid if I ever, like, it's, it's something that can stay. Like the earrings I'm wearing right now, mm -hmm. they're my mother-in-law's that she's gifted to me. So she's had these since the 80s. And now these are for me. And when I'm older, they will be for Layla. And when Layla's older. So for me, that... Okay, has a value. It has a value if she ever like has trouble financially, she can sell it, you know. But a handbag, a shoe, a car, they they die out. I'll tell you. If I have a Mazda, you think my Mazda is gonna be worth something in a couple of years? If you bought if you bought a Chanel handbag in the seventies, by the way, that Chanel handbag in the seventies has more value than a Chanel bag today. People will pay more. Yes, because because there was less production. But now they make so many. It's not just less production, the style. People like retro. Vintage. vintage. Yeah, okay, yes. On the occasion. You have to hold it. You have to hold it and keep it for zillion years. Make sure it doesn't it doesn't need to you know what I mean? Like Anna for me, I'm just like whatever. Instead of buying a nice handbag that might last a while. I'd rather go on a nice holiday for me it's an experience yes can i hold this experience for the rest of my life probably not will it go away yes would i prefer it yes i have a, i have a friend his name is addy he has this like weird ability to, to give you to give you like business advice and things that you would never thought of purchasing okay like he came up to me and said buy this watch and it was like eight thousand, I think, dollars. And he said, "Listen, buy it now, buy it, buy it, buy it." And I was like, "This was shit." You didn't buy it. Didn't buy it. Oh, you three idiot! Years, three years later, it was it was worth thirty thousand. Three years, and I, I was like, "Well, okay." He was just lucky. He came to me again. He said to me, "Listen, there's this car," and he shows me, and it was just a wreck. And he was like, "It's two hundred k." And I was like, two hundred fucking k for this wreck?" And he's like, "Yes, buy it, buy it, buy it." And I was like, "Fuck you! I'm not fucking spending that money for for a broken down car." And then he and another dude bought it for 200 and something K and they managed to sold it for about half a million. Wow. <laughs> then he came to me again, third time. This is the time I bought them. Uh, he said, <laughs> is that when he stopped, he failed? <laughs> no, no, he, he hasn't failed yet. I mean, he came to me with cigars and he was like, who is this man? I want to meet him. So, I mean, this, this is stuff we agree on. You're being financed or you know so much? Uh, I'm I, one of the few guests who know what an ETF yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I was, I'm a banker, no. So I used to be in treasury, and I was a derivatives trader. But Whoa, I've been. Finally, I can have an interesting. No, no, don't have an interesting because it's been a while. Like I'm, like I'm, I'm a bit like I haven't been in the market for a while, and I've really stopped paying attention to it. So. So do you, do you, do you, would you purchase with your own, with your own? So I do, I do have my own investments. You trade with your own money. Yeah, I have my oh. own money. Do you, do, you, do you buy an S&P 500? Do you buy the Dow J? Do you buy... Things that I find interesting. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, Hisham, I like, in, I like Instagram. Do you buy stocks or do you buy... Uh, uh, I'll buy like the funds. The, the funds and I buy... Separate 
stocks. separate stocks. Do you have preference with A stocks or B stocks? Not really. My husband does all these decisions for me. No, A stocks simply meaning like like voting stocks. No. Because they're usually like sell with a premium, premium, and that's just so you have like you can vote. Vote. No. So so some companies do it, but not every company does it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Do you do you look at for do you, for your investments? Do you look value or growth? I try to go like long-term growth because just for me, I'll tell you why, because for me, it's like, I'm not going to touch this money. This is something that's just going to stay. So, you're, so you're, I want, you're I don't do commodities trading. I just told you, I just, no, I, I want like commodities kind of items and brands like, and that's it because growth usually is always connected to commodities. Value is always separated as an investment. I mean, for me, the, the definition between value and growth, is so, so we can index it. Value is only stuff that you can't see on a balance sheet, mm. right? That you can only see if you work in the industry. You know, True. potential cap patterns that are being formed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is internally. That was like Warren Buffett's always is saying: value always over growth. In the last twenty years, growth has beaten value, mm -hmm. but historically, in the long term, value continues to rise. Are you Saudi? I'm half Saudi. After you remember how it was when when Syria closed down. We were broke. Broke. We were actually broke. It's fancy for broke. Do you remember how, how the shisha places, the dry cleaners? Broke. The hotels. Broke. The bars. Super broke. I remember how all of them were crying. Broke. All of Adelia was empty. Broke. Do you remember those days, the weekends? Broke. <laughs> there you go. Why didn't you stay in Bahrain with your husband? Why didn't you guys move to Dubai? I do not want to live anywhere other than this country. Okay. I'm dead serious. Okay. I'm like, I should be the spokesperson for Bahrain. Like they should actually hire me to be an ambassador. Because okay. I'm like super brainwashed, love Bahrain, bleed red, white. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'll bleed. Mm -hmm. um, now that we got the patronage, let me just say. I'll tell you. I'm a big fan of MBS too. Just, just let me say it. I'm just, <laughs> just letting you know. Even if you give me the green passport, I'm not going to take it. <laughs> Any color passport, I'm not going to take it. Unless they give me a diplomatic passport. I don't know what color that is. In Bahraini, I'll take it. Um, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I love living here and not living anywhere else. I lived in Kuwait my whole entire life. And then I lived in Lebanon. And then I lived in America. And I've just been a foreigner in every country I've really lived in my whole entire life. So coming back to Bahrain, I was like, ah, oh, this is my land and I have freedom and I love being here. And I love Bahrainis, they're just chill island people. They're not angry. They don't wanna stab you. It's not like Compton in Kuwait where you like look at someone wrong and they just stab you. Bahrainis are like relaxed. California, they will rob you down. You won't even last two days there. There's homeless. You'll be smelling urine on the sidewalk and poop. You that, You'll be stepping on caca. You'll definitely produce more content. Uh, content. Just don't leave your house. So I, I, I went, I went to, um, I don't know how to explain this to you. So I've, I've basically lived almost everywhere, not everywhere, everywhere. I have not lived in Africa um, or different parts of Europe, but uh, 
I love living in Bahrain. I feel comfortable. The people are very easygoing. They're not like, um, they're not, f they're, they're calm. Even in my 20s, I felt I loved living here. I never wanted to leave. And keep in mind, I was a banker. I had job opportunities to move to Dubai. I didn't want to when I didn't have a child. I just like being, yeah, but still, we could have done long distance. I mean, it's a 40 minute flight. If I really wanted to, by the way, I could have. Um, even with a husband, like we both could have moved. But I just, I feel very comfortable here. It's my community. I, I love being here. I, I don't know why I do. I just do. It's a feeling I have. I love, I know, I know. People are fascinated by me in general. They think I'm strange. But I genuinely love being here. Um, Dina buys from us. But I think she gets, uh, she modeled for Elements. I know that. And I know that uh, maybe she's modeled for Chumbuk Lumbuk. Because Chumbuk Lumbuk is owned by Namaste, which is Weam. Weam, Weam Zabar. Yeah, yeah. Her stuff is just bought with a logo on it. And now if she's having Arabic calligraphy, she's definitely copying our concept. She came, she literally came to True Circle, looked around had a spy thing and went back and started her own line. I'm dead, I'm dead serious. She came, she literally came to one of our pop-ups, touched all our stuff, did this. And my sister and I were like, that's fucking weird. And she came with like straight face bad. Like I have no beef with these people. They're just psychopaths. Um, but uh, I was like strange, like she came, she touched everything. She didn't buy anything. It's weird. And she came like with like a, like a troll, like someone who was like a, like a bodyguard who was like also angry with her, like a man, woman. Um, and then I was like, that's strange. She didn't buy. She I didn't would, buy. I would buy. I, would buy. I buy from competitors because I, I like to see what they're doing. Exactly. I am. I am one of those people. That's so, not, I mean, so, so anyways, like lo and behold, like a couple of weeks later, we see uh, some new brand called Chumba Clumbuck. And obviously it's We Am, who are the two people she's following, like We Am and her sister Jude. It's basically their yoga line. I know exactly who their suppliers are. It's cheap, cheap, zero design that they just put their logo on it. Any moron can do that. <laughs> I, can put you, I can put you in touch. I can give you some resources. I think it would be helpful for you if you're serious about your active branch. Um, there's, there's a few resources where I, you, can, you can find the factory that Nike produces their goods at and their supply chain. But our stuff is, our stuff lasts longer than Nike. Sure, I can find you the supplier for Lululemon, for example. I can find, there's a specific website. I, I, I'll share it with you. I know, but our stuff is good. Like, we don't need to go to Lululemon supplier. Okay. So. I never touch your stuff. I've never. Yeah. I've so. Never so so, so I'll I'll bring I'll bring our stuff next time for you to touch it. You can do an ad while I'm while I'm not wearing it. Okay. Whatever you like. Pervert. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I kid. I kid. Don't. You can't touch me. 
Can't touch this. Da, 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 da. I'm just joking. But yeah, we can do like an ad sheet or something like that. And we can sponsor it or something. Thanks. I appreciate that. No, but what I'm saying is like. I well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You were like, I'm fully booked till next year. And I'm like, oh, I guess, I guess, I guess I'm not coming on the show. Well, it's, it's really interesting. You should also do a podcast if, if you're so inclined, just because the amount of just interesting people you get to meet. I, by the way, I fucking love podcasts. I love being on them. I love podcasts. I, I love what you guys are doing. I was just telling Dan, like, I just love this whole vibe, yeah, vibe. It's, <laughs> it's it's so much fun. It's so my vibe. Well, Ironically, we, I'm using this. We, we the have, unsolved truths. I know, right? We're just waiting till we get canceled, then we can call it the solved truths. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cash and joke. <laughs> just, just dead. Waiting, just waiting. Dead. I, they won't cancel you. Just don't put your in Bahrain. No, no, I'm not worried about Bahrain canceling. No. Who will cancel you then? YouTube. Why? The issues we talk about. We've had like actresses on who talked about like anti-LGBT in India and stuff like that. <laughs> We've had some you think stuff. the government will Not contact the government. them? I, mean, I think the company. That Instagram is one have like anti-LGBT talk going on. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you. I mean, this is one of the things I don't understand about influencers in general because you put so much effort and time on a platform that isn't fair. And it's so quickly to, to get like kicked off. <sighs> it's true. I, I was I was recently reading a forum base where a guy was offering uh, for five thousand uh, dollars, they can kick off, they can ban or kick off any Instagrammer with under a million followers. I th it's true, by the way. It's about five thousand dollars. Yeah. It's it's true. <laughs> no, but it's it's true. I think because I think if they take enough people to report it or something, Instagram will tear it down. You can hire people who are working in Instagram and just give them bakshish, right? And they're willing to, to either. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I just, as much as. Like we don't have to I could lose. No, Adi, I don't care. Um, no, Basana, for me, I love Instagram because it's a platform where I can talk to people. It's my it's my audience. Like, it's basically my podcast, but where it's like not like this, mm -hmm. and it's just me talking. Speaking to the void. So basically, I I just I'm so I'm an influencer, but at the same time, I always I've seen other Bahraini influencers, and it's mostly just ads. They don't talk about anything like i feel like it's soulless and i i know why because they don't want to lose customers right so if they have an opinion then they could lose customers if something happens and not everyone's on board with it i'm lucky enough to where i don't have a job so i can actually be myself and if I lose jobs because of my opinion or how I dress or who I am, then that's a job I don't need to take. 